Hi, welcome to Pacific. 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 This is Lead the Pack. 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 Lead the Pack podcast. What is up, Boxer Nation? Welcome back to the Lead the Pack podcast by Pacific University, the first College 101 podcast brought to you directly from the source. I am your host, Xavier Harvey. We have a really cool episode today. We have Professor Mike Garacci. He is a media arts professor, but he is also going to be the director of the School of Arts and Humanities for this upcoming school year. So if you are out there listening and you're interested in philosophy, if you're interested in media arts, if you're interested in music, we're going to have a lot of information in this episode for you. So with no further ado, here is Mike Garacci. Thank you so much for meeting with us today um, on a Friday afternoon. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, it is my pleasure to, to speak with you. Awesome. So um, you are in our media arts department. Do you mind kind of talking about your role there and um, yeah, just kind of what you do for us? Yeah, sure. So I am a a professor in media arts, like you say. We're a department that has multiple majors that all sort of deal with human communication in all of its various forms. We focus on storytelling and audience building and communicating. And um, I've been in that program. I've been a, a, a faculty member for 20 years now in the media arts. I came in early as a web designer and a web developer and kind of a multimedia specialist. Mm, okay. And um, so I teach those areas, uh, and I have taught those areas for a very long time. So graphic design has been something I've been involved in, and web design development, and some programming, computer programming, and uh, sort of the digital creative arts. So a lot of our classes deal with things like uh, digital photography, digital illustration, digital film and video production, story writing, script writing. We have a journalism program that's been around forever. I mean, I want to say 40 years. Uh, we've been teaching traditional sort of print and online journalism. Right. And then we also do speech communications. We have an award-winning internationally recognized speech and debate team that we've had for 30 years or so. Um, and yeah, we're a small department in that we have four and a half full-time faculty, a couple of really good solid adjuncts, including some alums mm-hmm. who come in and teach courses for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have classes of anywhere from our largest classes are about 50 to our smallest classes, which are like two and three in some cases. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, we got about 40 to 45 students studying in the program. Now we're going to graduate a really big class this year. I think we're going to graduate 25, which is a, okay. a pretty big number for us. Yeah. 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 Um, so you mentioned some alumni and I know that you are also an alumni. So can you kind of talk about your journey in and out of Pacific? Yeah, I think you and I both yes. uh, are alumni, right? It, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's, I know a lot of alumni who are still affiliated or still working at Pacific. I think that actually says a lot. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was a first-gen student out in Portland, Oregon. Um, 
So first gen, just to be really clear, nobody in my family was ever a full-time college student. I was the first, and I feel very lucky and fortunate to have had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, um, you know, to be really blunt, I was lower middle class, didn't even know if I could afford college, Mm -hmm. let alone a private liberal arts university, you know, with the status of Pacific. Uh, And I just kind of stumbled onto Pacific. It wasn't even um, on my radar as a high school student. You know, again, being first gen, I didn't have a lot of guidance in how to go about selecting a college. I was mm-hmm. really mostly looking at where my friends were looking, which was like the big state schools. Right. I knew I couldn't. I knew I couldn't afford to fly to college, so I was sort of looking in the immediate, you know, Oregon area. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually my girlfriend's friend, right? So, okay. friend of a friend of a girlfriend was. Um, uh, mentioned Pacific University to my girlfriend, and she went out to Pacific to uh, look at it. She was interested in playing um, some college ball, high, uh, basketball, and so I went along with her. And this is after I'd been to maybe two or three campuses, like I said, OSU, Oregon, and you know I had a pretty average experience. Walked around the campuses, was feeling pretty overwhelmed about right. the size. Yep. Um, you know, I, in the half day that I was on each of those public campuses, I didn't even really see anything but a couple buildings, didn't get to see a dorm. Right. And then I went to Pacific. Um, I, and I remember the day exactly. It was President's Day. So I had no high school. And so we got out to Pacific. Um, and it was a totally different vibe. It was small. It was so darn friendly. Yeah. We had, a, you know, we had the typical admissions tour where they walked us around. We got to see like I don't know, nine, ten buildings, go through a couple dorm rooms, Mm -hmm. and people just went out of their way to greet us and to ask us if they could show us anything. I had a faculty member come out of his office and talk to me, and I was all like, well, that is dramatically different from my previous um, college visitations, right? Right, I mean, this, this idea that I was already so welcome here, and I was, I wasn't even there for, right? (laughs) I a girlfriend. Right. Um, so that left a really, you know, a really clean, clear idea of, of what a small college looked like. I went to a, I was pretty fortunate. I went to a small high school and it just felt similar, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you. Everybody um, is interested in what you have to say, what you want to learn. And that just really resonated with me. And then, uh, so I put in my application and I was really pleasantly surprised with the financial aid package and the contact I had with the people at the university who followed up with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it, and I, we just, we made it work, you know, I made yeah. it work. It was actually quite affordable given that I had so little money. Uh, and I was just really blessed. And when I got to Pacific, it was, it was transformative. It was that thing that we, we like to talk about at Pacific, which is, uh, when you get there and you really, you really learn who you are and you become the person that you want to be. Right. And that was so true for me, for somebody that had sort of zero idea of, of what I wanted to do in life or who I was, what my skill set was. Right. Pacific, Pacific brought all of that out in me in four years. And um, that's actually what, what has kept me there all this time is that, that experience of really finding yourself and, um, making the most uh, of your skills right. and, and the resources that, that are there for you. So yeah. I'm really proud to, um, to be a part of, of that kind of community. 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the fact that the professors went out of their way and people were really friendly, and now you're on the faculty side. So um, what what ways do you see, like, what ways do you kind of continue that? Because, like I said, that's something I feel even when I walk on campus still. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it happens every day in many different ways. So one of the things that I always really loved as a student was you just walk in between classes or you're walking back to your residence hall and somebody stops you and says, hey, how's it going? You know, how's, how's this class or mm-hmm. um, this thing you're involved in? You know, tell me about that. And so when I'm out on campus, I always, I always try to make a point to say, you know, to say hi to the students that I've had. Um, to check in with people that I work with or that I, you know, have been on committees with or clubs with. So I always do that. The other thing that, that um, I, I have always carried forward, again, going back to my original admissions trip, is when I see visitors to campus, um, you know, people who are looking around looking for a building or, mm-hmm. you know, looking at a, a campus map, mm-hmm. I always stop and say, hey, you know, I'm a faculty member here. Can I answer any questions? Can I point you in the right direction? Yeah. And it's always nice because you get these people that it's their first time on campus and they're like, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, why yeah. is he being so nice to us? And I just, you know, I'm trying to pay forward or pay back, I guess, that experience I had that, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a tight-knit community. We want people to be comfortable and happy on our campus. And so... I always try to do that. And then again, with my, with the students that I advise, like the people mm-hmm. that I see on such a regular basis, I'm, I'm always really conscientious about checking in with them, especially now, right? During COVID, I'm just like, right. I'm always checking in with my students, making sure that they're thriving, that they're healthy, that they're, that they're, you know, they're, they're keeping to their routines. And yeah. I get a lot of students that come back and say, you know, thank you so much for, checking in with me thank you so much for supporting me it really means a lot so yeah and i do that's a it's a good feeling that we we carry with us when we have this spirit of um support of each other and and our connectivity yeah yeah no and i i think that's that was a big thing that drew me into pacific too just realizing that at some point you know you're going to need some support you know your parents aren't going to be there so having you know professors staff members whoever on campus who are very much willing to make you feel comfortable, but then also pushing you in the right direction. I think that's huge. And I think a thing that we do well at the school is setting kids up for the next level. And I can't even imagine, I mean, you've been around for a minute, so I'm sure you've got plenty of students who are off doing some big things. Do you mind kind of talking about some of those kids? Yeah, for sure. I I, I keep pretty good records, but um, I haven't updated it in a while, but I'm I've graduated about 130 students, and that's students that I directly mentored and advised mm-hmm. and worked on them with their senior capstones. So somewhere around 130. So to just pick a few out, I've had some students, particularly in my earlier career where the web was really wide open right? and there was tons of really interesting kind of high tech jobs. And so I've placed three or four students in really high end web design jobs. Some of them are still currently leaders in their fields in terms of doing design, user experience, mm-hmm. programming. I've got a student that is basically, a, I want to say he's a vice president of technology for a Portland company that handles a lot of Nike, Google, Adobe, um, web um, okay. experiences like online e-commerce and promotion experiences. He's traveled the world. I've got other students who are doing graphic design for kind of major companies, uh, one in New York, one in Portland. Hmm. 
and it's always great to, to check in with them and hear about all of the amazing stuff they're doing, uh, traveling to unique places, connecting with people, doing online work. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's been really great. It's really, and then, you know, on the other end of the scale, there's students that are completely successful and happy, but they're doing much smaller, more intimate work in school districts, mm-hmm. uh, in nonprofits, uh, students that work with uh, study abroad programs uh, and placing students in study abroad programs. So kind of at all levels, both small and large, profit, nonprofit, you know, our, our students in the media arts in general, my students have been really successful because we really have become a digital culture where the ability to communicate creatively and collaboratively online has really become, you know, the foundation of many organizations, whether they're large or small. And so it's, it's been a, a nice couple decades, given that there are so many neat opportunities out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like the fact we were talking about it right before we started, the fact that we have this podcast, that's another way that we can reach out and connect. And it's, it's changing every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been podcasting for, um, I taught some podcasting courses for Pacific. I had a grant opportunity where we actually like in 2007, where podcasting was still just taken off in its infancy. We uh, had 10 or 12, um, arts and sciences faculty members who got small grants to learn how to podcast. And we started podcasting on campus in, um, in a variety of courses. So, you know, it's, it's, as long ago as 2007, 2008. And it was great because part of that, um, part of that grant was everybody got an iPod, Mm. which was, you know, to them was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) iPod. Um, this is before the iPhone really took off. I think it was the year that that the first iPhone came out. And so everybody was, uh, was really wanting iPods. And so we said, yeah, well, you know, learn how to podcast, use podcasting as a form of lecture and classroom support. Hmm. And you're going to get this really sweet classic iPod with the thumb wheel on it, man. And, uh, and so we did that for a number of years. It was really great. And, you know, it was across the college. I had a music professor, exercise science professor, one of my colleagues in uh, media arts and yeah, we were all, we're, we've been podcasting for, for a while and it's been a while since I've actually had to create one. So this is fun to kind of return to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like hearing that because it, it remind it, it seems like we're always just ahead of the curve here um, and doing just the new innovative thing next. Um, and you're going to be the um, director uh, of arts and humanities this upcoming year. And I know that there's um, just a lot of, stuff going on so can you kind of throw out a couple of cool things that we have coming up for this next school year yeah well so yes i'm really i'm really proud to you know to see the you know my career trajectory is going to continue and i'm going to take on an administrative role and kind of overseeing the arts and humanities and so just to be really clear that's like all of the the studio arts the performing arts Mm -hmm. you know music theater dance but i'm also going to be uh, overseeing, you know, things like philosophy, creative writing, literature, right. uh, languages department. So it's it's a big it's a big task, and mm-hmm. there is some really cool stuff that we're looking at down the line here. I think one of our great things in the music department is that um, we have a you know a giant music department. Uh, I think there's over a hundred uh, music majors at Pacific, so really you know really high student involvement. We've got choirs we've got orchestras we've got ensembles we've mm-hmm. got singers and musicians and there's just a ton going on in music right now but one of the things that i'm really proud of and our music department is really proud of is our strings project 
Mm. And we're going to be continuing that, and we've been expanding that over the last few years under the leadership of Dr. Diana Ehas. Okay. And what the Strings Project is, it's a national movement to teach, I think, primarily elementary and middle school kids how to play string instruments, so violins, cellos, violas, that kind of stuff. Okay. We give private and group lessons to kids and families on those instruments as part of our music education program, where it's our music education students that are teaching these elementary, middle schoolers, even some high schoolers, mm. how to how to perform uh, as a group, as an ensemble, using stringed instruments. And we were, a couple of years ago, recognized as the best strings project in america that's awesome um and we do that for for pennies right these these families can come to pacific and their child can learn uh, an instrument for literally i i I don't have the exact number but i want to say it's like under 200 bucks oh wow yeah and so we've been doing that for i think since dr ehas dyer so for like seven or eight years and that program's been so successful that we the we're going to continue to expand it, but now we're actually doing band project where students can come learn, you know, drums and piano and things like that and be, learn how to be in a band. Yeah. And it's just going to continue this really, really great trajectory for our strings project, which again has, has just won awards. Uh, and it's, it's been really neat. Huh, Other that's awesome. cool things is in, in, uh, in, uh, media arts, in my own program, we do a, a film festival for high school students mm-hmm. who want to be filmmakers and we've done that for two years in a row now, and I think next year is an off year, but the year after that, we accept um, short film submissions from high school students from around the world. Oh, that's and crazy then we cool. Do, uh, and then our, our students run a, a bona fide film festival. We do a screening. We do an awards show. And just recently, that was picked up in our the gate film festival, like the gateway into becoming a filmmaker. Yeah. And that got picked up. Our our um, our award winners from this past fall. That the whole screening got picked up and was actually shown at a different film festival in Oregon. So our students got broader exposure by being in a whole another film festival uh, on the coast. Yeah. In Oregon, just this past February. And, that was that was really great to see, and then also in philosophy, we have an undergrad. We have the largest undergraduate mm-hmm. conference in philosophy. We get philosophy students from high school from all over the world, right. and we get we get international speakers that come to campus. Mm-hmm. And our philosophy program and its students run that whole thing for a, an entire day. And we've had philosophy talk from NPR come and do talks. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So that's that's been really great. It's it's a really good way to get the Pacific experience out to the broader community to let high school students kind of see the, the nature of what we do and what our students are capable of. It's, it's, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. I mean, and I think what's so cool is that you just named three different areas that we're doing something cool. in. um, you know, there's, that's one thing that I had always wished I did better when I was, a, when I first started at Pacific was get involved in all the different resources that are on campus. There are so many different cool ways to get involved and to just try new things. And, um, that's, it's just, that's awesome. Yeah, it really, it really is. And it goes back to like what you said, when I, there was so much more that I wish I would have done, but I'm really happy that when I got there, I, I had a little bit of curiosity and I would just ask around and say, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I, what's going on with the radio station? I'd like to be a radio station. And Steve Klein, who is still there, one of my mentors oh, yeah. and a student yeah. said, Hey, you know, here's a key. 
go go in there and, you know learn how to use all the equipment you can have a radio show and then my my junior year i was the station manager and hired djs and scheduled djs and did all the music buying and it was an awesome experience and again it was part of that thing where just being just being putting yourself out there and taking a risk and getting involved in stuff is such a such a great experience for our students yeah a lot of families and students are going to be listening to this podcast so what type of student do you like to see at Pacific? Like, what type of kid do you see here at our school? Well, I mean, we see all kinds, and, and mm-hmm. there is something for everybody. But I think the, the ones that, I mean, I have that, given my own background, I have that really strong kind of love for the student that comes in and is curious, doesn't quite know what they want to do but is really open to exploring and so i love to sit and talk with those students about hey did you know about this or hey you should go to this this club and organization fair you know you love the outdoors we have a you know this amazing outdoor pursuits program and um you know again that that student that that wants that wants to try some stuff sorry i'm getting some kind of notification on my phone i don't know if that ruined everything for you but no you're good you're good um, um yeah, so again, it's the student that comes to comes to us as a freshman and says, you know, help me explore. I, I, I want to, you know, I just, I, I've been advising students because this is advising week. So, you know, we're talking to our students, getting them ready for next fall. And mm-hmm. the thing that really makes me happy is the student that says, I'll try anything. You know, tell me what class, you know, I got one class I, I have yet to, you know, put on my schedule. You know, yeah. throw a couple out there and I'll yeah. say, well, why don't you try, you know, animal ethics? And then the student says, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's that's just great when something that wasn't on their radar, but they like there's a connection for them there. Or oh, I took this other class from that professor and it was so great. I, you know, I would love to study with them again. It's the enthusiasm that, that's really great. That's what that's what really carries us is the students that are open ended and, and want to try new things because there's just so much to try. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much. I usually like to end it uh, kind of with like either like a funny story, a cool fact, or just something <laughs> that you think is cool or unique. Do you have anything for me off the top of the head? Yeah, I got a funny story I like to tell. It's a little long, so I apologize. Go but, for it. Um, I, I talked about my experience in the radio station. Okay. Um, and uh, it's KPUR, it's still there. They're broadcasting online. Okay. And um, I was the manager, and uh, you may not tell it from this interview but um i was pretty shy i'm an introvert uh (laughs) i had a hard time you know being really public and so kpr the radio station hosts an annual lip sync competition Mm -hmm. and um you know alive and and students students perform and there's prizes and um it's and it's pretty raucous right It's it's kind of a wild time it's actually would have happened, I think, this weekend, right? It okay. was like the, the third Saturday in April. Mm. And so my senior year, as the manager of the radio station, I I managed to produce the lip-sync contest, and I decided to be the MC. Hmm. And that was a huge leap for me because, again, <laughs> pretty shy, a little right. socially awkward, uh, did not have a clue how to be a, a good MC. And the, the lip-sync had always had sort of a real body, jokey MC that would come on between acts and, and yeah. do some bits. And so I stayed up for nights planning, <laughs> you know, planning jokes 
And um, I do, I feel like Steve Klein, my mentor, was like, sure, you can be the MC." But I know he was probably a little concerned. He knew that I was, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of a, a pretty serious guy. Right. But I got up there and, and told uh, 10 or 20, you know, did 10 or 20 bits. Yeah. And some of, them, some of them to this day still make me laugh that I even came up with them. Some of them <laughs> bombed completely. But right. It's part <laughs> of the experience. Or a couple days later, Steve comes up to me and he says, wow. <laughs> what 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 made you do all that you know that was totally unexpected you know and i said steve i'm about to graduate you know after four years i just i just wanted to do something you know to 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 push a boundary for myself and to kind of you know let people know that i was here because right i may never step foot on this campus again right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yep. know 25 years ago, I've never left campus, which exactly. is the great irony of that story, and I do, I feel like that was this moment for me where I'm like, maybe I belong here, like, maybe right. I shouldn't plan on leaving, and yeah. and so when I graduated, I, I made an effort to figure out my way back in the door, and I and I did, and I'm, I'm really happy about that, it's been yeah. a great, it's been a great career. Yeah, no, that's awesome, and uh, it's, it's a, uh, I, me and you had never really spoken too much before this, but, um, you know, I've always... It's a small school. You hear about everything. I've always heard good things and listening to how excited you are about um, some of the stuff that's going on. That 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 makes me excited for to keep doing my job, keep bringing kids into this school and keep, um, you know, trying to make sure that the Pacific spirit still still stays alive. I, I really appreciate that. Well, likewise, I hear that I hear that you're, you're doing great, too. And I we certainly appreciate you doing that and, and keeping the spirit out there and spreading the word about. Um, the unique culture we've got at Pacific. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Mike Garachi, for meeting with me today. Yeah, you're welcome, Xavier. Thank you, thank you for checking out another episode of the Lead the Pack podcast by Pacific University, the first College 101 podcast bringing you exactly what you need directly from the source. Families, if you guys need anything from us admissions counselors, whether it's just a chat, whether it's more information, please reach out to us. We want to talk to you guys. We want to make sure that you guys are taken care of. That's our job and we love doing it. See you guys next time when you join us on Wednesday for another episode of the Lead the Pack podcast. Pack Podcast.